Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning, and welcome back to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan, and I am your faithful as ever host. And I am joined by my guest for the week, Mr. Tom Joustra. Hello, Tom. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, Brendan. Hello. So, Tom, uh, you have been on the podcast before. Uh, Uh, Yes, several, several months ago like towards the end of the summer, maybe beginning of the fall. Yep. I was on yeah. a while ago. Okay. And um, do you remember what that experience was like? Was it a positive, negative? Uh, oh, it was very positive. I remember coming to your office there at church and um, we sat down and uh, just, we had some great conversations and um, yeah, it was a very positive uh, okay. experience. Did that factor into why you said yes this time? Um, yes, because uh, I found out it wasn't as bad <laughs> as I originally thought it was going to be. Because, like I said, we just had a conversation. And uh-huh. so um, when the request came through again, I was just like, sure, I, I, yeah. I, I can do this again. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. So um, the fact that I'm asking Tom again, in part, is having to do with the fact that um, I loved having Tom on. <laughs> um, but another fact is, like, there's only so many people at Victory Point. So... There's, I mean, I've overlooked a whole bunch of people at Victory Point who would be excellent podcast guests. Um, so please come forward, all of you who um, are hungry and thirsty for being part of the podcast, and uh, I will give you um, a spot. So yeah, give me an email. <laughs> hey, and, I, an email. and I, I can vouch for that. I can say it's not that scary. It's not that scary. Okay, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. Um, Tom, for those of us who did not hear the podcast last time and maybe don't know you or maybe they know your face, but, you know, because they can't see you right now, they don't really know who I'm uh, talking to, even though they heard Tom Joshua, maybe they should only know you by your face. You want to give us a little introduction to reintroduce yourself, who you are and uh, anything you want to say about yourself? Sure. Um, yeah, like Brendan said, I am Tom Joustra, and my wife, Lori, and I uh, attend Victory Point. We've been coming to Victory Point for about 10 years now. And um, yeah, I'm one of the elders. Uh, I've been an elder for about six years so far, uh, thoroughly enjoying that experience. And um, no, we love Victory Point. Um, uh, we're part of an MC, a missional community um, that we help lead, and that's a, that's a great family uh, that we're a part of. Um, but no, yeah, just love being a part of Victory Point. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Tom, for that. What we're going to do, for those of you who might be new or newer to the podcast, what we're going to do is read the today's scripture passage, and that's what we're going to do every day this week. Read the daily scripture passage, which today is Jonah 3, verses 1 through 5, and then we skip to 10. And then I'm going to wonder aloud what is grabbing our attention about that passage and um, what I'm trying to get at is what could the Holy Spirit be drawing out for us 
you know, every time we read these scripture passages, um, there's something new to be gleaned um, because we're not just reading these dead words, you know, these dead ink marks on a page. We're listening for the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through the pages. And it's always slightly different depending on what's going on in our lives, what's going on in the world, um, what's going on, uh, you know, in the relationship, like between Tom and I, as we talk, what comes out in the conversation. And, um, and that's all really rich stuff that we want to pay attention to. So we could go the route of here are all the expert opinions and uh, facts about the passage. That's one conversation we could have. But the and that's interesting. What the conversation I'm really interested in is what is this doing in Tom's heart? What's this doing in my heart? What's this doing in your heart as a listener? Um, how is it challenging us, encouraging us, inspiring us, helping us grow or change our preconceptions? All that kind of stuff. So with that, Tom, would you mind reading Jonah chapter three, verses one through five and then 10? Uh, yes, I would love to. Um, Jonah three. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message that I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. And the Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. Then skipping to verse 10, when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. Yes. Thank you, Tom. So, Tom, um, what is grabbing you about this passage? What seems to be immediately well, through, apparent to you? I, I read through it a couple times, and um, obviously this, this comes after the, the, the story of, you know, the, the Sunday school story of Jonah, you know, when he gets swallowed by the big fish, because this is chapter three. So that's already in Jonah's past. Um, and so this is the second time that the, that the word of the Lord is coming to Jonah. And I, I, and I noticed um, God's words. He said, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. And after I read it a couple of times, I was like, it, it almost seems that Jonah didn't even know what the message was going to be yet. Because it says, go to the great city and proclaim to it the message I give you. Uh, possibly. But then verse three says, Jonah obeyed. And so that stuck out to me because uh, that was a huge step of faith. I mean, if, if it was truly uh, a fact that he did not know the message um, yet uh, and went, that, that's huge. That was a huge step of faith on, on Jonah's part to, to go and not quite know what the message was yet. So that was one thing that stuck out to me, hmm. just, take, just taking a step of faith, um, even though you might not all the, you might not know like all the results or, or what actually is going to happen, but just taking a step if you feel the Lord telling you something. And then the other thing that stuck out to me uh, was in verse five, um, where it talks about a fast was proclaimed. Now, um, fasting is a discipline that I, I, I don't practice very often. 
Um, I, but the fact that it was proclaimed, that, that stuck out to me too, because uh, who proclaimed it? I, I don't think it was just uh, any old Joe Schmo on the Ninevite street that proclaimed, hey, I think we need to fast. I'm guessing it was probably the leadership uh, of the city that proclaimed, hey, we, made me think of, because the times that I have fasted, it's kind of been a corporate thing. Um, like I said earlier, I'm one of the elders at church, and uh, there's been a few times where Matt Yant, our our, our pastor, one of our, one of our senior pastors, um, has has encouraged us elders to fast before an important decision or before a retreat. And to be honest, that whole idea of corporate fasting, knowing that we were all doing this together, was kind of cool. But then we actually got to see results. I mean, we, we, like we would come together, and it was amazing how unified we were, you know, as elders um, in a certain decision that we would have to make. And so. So it's like, wow, it's kind of effective. And so that kind of stuck out to me because I, I, sometimes I think we think of fasting as being an individual thing, which I think it can be, but the fact that it, that it was corporate, you know, in, in, the, in the city of Nineveh and that it was probably the leadership that, that um, proclaimed the fast, that, that was kind of cool. And then, the, then the fact in verse 10, that God relented um, and changed his mind after that corporate fast, that was like, whoa. I guess fasting can be um, very effective. Um, but that just, that just kind of bubbled up, um, kind of stirred up something to me going, ooh, maybe this is a discipline I need to uh, investigate a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, so I'm hearing what you're saying is that on one hand, um, you're noticing two things in here. On one hand, um, there's the faith that God gives to Jonah that God requires of Jonah to be able to go to Nineveh and preach a message to them that he hasn't yet to told him about, that he's being asked to go tell something to Nineveh uh, and go there before he even knows what he's going to be doing there or saying to them. Um, the second one is that um, the people of Nineveh proclaim a fast for everyone and they do it. And there's something powerful about that that has to do with repentance and seeking God that you've experienced and you've tasted in your own life. And um, it's been a positive experience for you that um, it might be part of your experience going forward, um, maybe even into Lent and such, um, who knows what that rhythm will look like for you. But you're just kind of considering that and reconsidering that, like what, what does a fast look like for me as a spiritual practice? Um, because it's been a positive thing in the past. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I've experienced that too. I mean, we were, that was, uh, you and I were fasting together last year around this time um, for in, in that same group. So that, I agree. That was really sweet to be part of. Um, and I think it's different when you're just fasting alone, like, oh, I'm not going to eat chocolate for Lent. And it's just kind of something you're doing alone, which has its own benefits and challenges. And it's, some, it's something different when you do it together um, for a particular purpose um, yes. with a group of people. Um, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, Tom, something that, um, I mean, I can just, I'm just getting into Jonah's shoes here for a second. Um, I think Jonah's a great story. Um, we studied it a lot in our Hebrew classes in a seminary, and it's a great book to study. Um, uh, Jonah is such an interesting character, but Nineveh, the city of Nineveh, would have been like, if I, if God told you, Tom, to go fly 
to the capital of ISIS, you know, <laughs> that they're like, hey, hey, God, you know, God said, hey, hey, Tom, I want you to go take a plane and uh, and go land in the headquarters of ISIS and go tell them to turn to Jesus by yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's like how uh, deep of enmity he would have had with Nineveh. Like they are the the worst people in the world. They will kill me if I even go in there, you know, um, they're the scourger, they're the, the committers of the most heinous crimes I can think of, um, enemies of God. And you're telling me to go. Uh, and part of the reason he ran away is because, I mean, he says later in the book, um, I was afraid you were going to show mercy to them, you know, and, and I didn't want to see you be merciful to people like that. That's part of the reason he ran away. Um, but then look what his words are. 40 more days, 40 days more and Nineveh shall be overthrown. <laughs> that's, that's his message he gives to them. I, is that what God gave him to say or not? Like it doesn't say whether that's what God told him to say, but those are, those are really interesting words to come from a man who wants to see Nineveh destroyed. You know, like maybe that is what God exactly. told him to say. Right. It, maybe it's not, but Jonah ends up saying, 40 days more, more and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Right. He doesn't he, say repent. Like, yeah, gloating about that. Like, ha, 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 you guys are going to be overthrown. Right. Is he, is he, <laughs> exactly like, I don't care what God has to say about it. 40 more days and you guys are suckers. Like you guys are going to be down, pushing up daisies, you know, like, ha, ha, God's going to get you. <laughs> You know, or is that what God told him to tell them in order to shake them up, you know, and wake right. them up to their sin? I don't know. But either way, those are interesting words. And I can just um, I can just uh, feel Jonah's like um, starting to, um, you know, smell blood or, you know, like get all excited that his enemies are going to be destroyed. And then right. and then they turn around right away. They do <laughs> what Israel couldn't really do. You know, they 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 just it seems like so easy for them The the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast and everyone great and small put on sackcloth. You know, they turned from their evil. Like what? That's not supposed to happen. Amazing. So, yeah. Really cool story of repentance, redemption, uh, grace, forgiveness, but the way that Jonah um, is exposed, I think um, for his heart compared to God's heart for the people of Nineveh. And where's Jonah's heart really at for the, his enemies? Does he, he doesn't love his enemies. Um, and he goes and he's the, he's the person who brings a message of reconciliation to them. So I think it's just amazing. But Tom, the other thing for me that's um, grabbing my attention, and I don't have a complete thought about this. It's just so fresh. And by, by January 18, when this podcast is released, things will have changed a lot you know, but um, yesterday, so we're recording this on uh, 11 days ago, we recorded this podcast on the 7th, um, the day after uh, there was a march on uh, Washington, in Washington, D.C., and people uh, stormed the Capitol building, and that was just surreal for a lot of us to watch, um, and so I'm just thinking, uh, there's no one-to-one -one parallel here. So I'm not trying to say anything about who's, who, who equals who in this story. 
But when, when you say Nineveh shall be overthrown, Jonah is walking into a city. Um, he's kind of doing his own little march into the middle of a city. Um, it just brings up images for me of some of that stuff that I'm still uh, processing live right now and wondering what I think about it and what I feel about it. Um, and, and I long for, for redemption too, you know, like I long for uh, renewal for everyone great and small to put on sackcloth. You know, I long for our nation, our communities, our personally um, f- to see turning from evil ways, you know, see people turning from evil ways and turning to God, to see people um, express love for neighbor, even when they feel like enemies sometimes, you know, as I'm reading Jonah's story, I just have a desire to see something like what happened in Nineveh happen for us in terms of being able to recognize evil, turn from it, and walk in the light of the Lord like the Ninevites do. Even the Ninevites do this. Like God knows that the United States has it in us somewhere to do this, you know, if the Ninevites can. Yeah. So I feel really emotional about it uh, today. And I'm just, uh, so I, I don't have a complete thought about it. And I don't, I'm not trying to make a one-to-one comparison, but um, I, it just brings that to mind. And I, I'd long for similar things as what God expresses towards Nineveh and, and what Nineveh expresses back to God. So well, as people who follow Christ, I mean, we long for that shalom, right? Which won't yeah. be perfect until we get to heaven, you know, the second, you know, the new creation. And so that's why I kind of like, it bothers us when, when we see chaos happening because because we long for that shalom. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, if To put it in the words of chaos versus shalom, I think is great because that's what we experience is, is chaos. And um, that's against the peace and the new creation that God wants to bring into the world. So, and that's what God does for Jonah. I mean, literally the, the chaos of the waters that Jonah gets tossed into because he's unwilling to follow God. He gets tossed into the chaotic waters and then he gets tossed into a new kind of waters in Nineveh, a new kind of chaos he gets tossed into, except this time everyone gets delivered, um, which is beautiful. So anyway, thanks, Tom, for engaging this passage with me. Um, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the week conversations. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be back in your ears with Psalm 62. So we'll catch you back then. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.